Hey, welcome to Trust the Bachelor Process, a podcast where sisters Alex and Sarah Franklin bring on comedians to recap Bachelor episodes and reflect on their own journey with Bachelor Nation. Enjoy! tell all but first women get eliminated and by women i mean woman hello everybody welcome back <laughs> it's women tell all week um and we have a very special guest with us today to break down the amazing week that was this week um <laughs> you sound like purred happily from parks and recreation if anyone gets Perfect. the reference and this week, we're going to tell you about this week. <laughs> I thought you were going to like compare me to the NPR person that shows up on Parks and Rec, but it had to be like somehow like way stupider than that. Um, <laughs> before we get to our guest, a special shout out to Mary. Uh, thank you so much from St. Louis. Mary from St. Louis, thank you so much for your listenership and for getting your awesome bar class involved. We love you so much. Woo! Uh, and let's get to it. We have an amazing guest. She's one of our best friends. Uh, she is brilliant. Uh, she has been a longtime Bachelor fan and has an encyclopedia knowledge for it. In fact, it might be larger than ours. Not going to lie. Well, she. this no. is somebody who, who references <laughs> Matt Grant's season, which, <laughs> gosh, we love The Bachelor, but not even us could hold on for that period of time in its history. Uh, please welcome to the mic. You know her. You love her. Megan Walsh. Woo! Hey, guys. Woo! Megan, you've been on a few times, right? I know you were on when Ari was announced Bachelor. That was my only time. Okay, just that. And I thought Ari was going to be a good Bachelor, and so I might not be the best person for this podcast. No, no. I think that we, I think we all had really high hopes and I say we all, I mean America for Ari (laughs) for sure. Don't you think so? Well, I felt like an adult decision. Like it felt like, oh, this is somebody who like is going to pick somebody and he's going to settle down with them in his, in Arizona and like (laughs) run his real estate business. It didn't feel like it was necessarily going to come with Instagram attachments, which Feels like a good transition. Good job, me. Uh, to talk about our newest Bachelorette contestant who was listed this year. Or listed. Maybe I am per badly. Um, listed got, number one in your uh, hearts. GMA this Monday. <laughs> ABC announced that Claire Crawley is our new Bachelorette. Megan, what do you think about that? I'm so excited. I texted you guys immediately when I saw the rumors from Reality Steve, and I was like, it's happening. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's good. By the way, just to go back a little bit, Ari really did turn out to be a bachelor that just, like, settled down in Arizona while he ran his real estate business. She just happened Fair. to be, like, 24. Fair. And it also had the best bachelor breakup of all time when it was horrible, right. but they filmed him and Becca at the favorite couples retreat. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where you look back in history and like history has like given Ari, like has been kinder to Ari than we were in the in moments to moments with yeah. him. He's happy, guys. They really do seem happy. I mean, it is one of these things where it's like what he did to Becca was truly so horrible. But 
imagine if he didn't dude I don't know like everyone's better for it like Becca seems happy Ari seems happy Lauren B the second seems happy yeah well I think the reasons I was excited for Ari season are all the reasons that I'm still excited for Claire season right now I think 38 is a wonderful age to be seeking the true love of your life the stakes are higher right at this point like it's hard for us to watch women in their 20s cry that they've never like had someone right the stakes are reasonable. I wouldn't say yeah. that they're higher. Yeah, I would it's say, still a reality show. Right. But yes. That's I, fair. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, when you're 22 and you're fresh off your dorm room partying, it's hard to be like, oh, you know, I want to settle down. And I mean, be honest, they all just want to be Instagram influencers. Fair enough. I enjoy their business tactics. But I actually think <laughs> Claire is really here to find love. She's put herself out there time and time again in the Bachelor franchise. I think this will be her fourth, fifth. Wait, yeah, fourth. she was on Bachelor. This is her fifth time. Two Bachelor she was two Paradise and Winter Games. And Winter Games. So fifth, yeah. And she got engaged on Winter Games. Yeah. Uh, Post winter games. Yeah. I also think in general, Claire will yield better results than Ari because I think she will pick somebody who is well, first of all, the Bachelorette always ends up picking partners that last longer than the Bachelors. Mm. Uh, but she also will likely pick somebody who is around her age or older. It won't be necessarily the same situation as Ari, where he is ten most years interested older. in the twenty three yeah. year old. That's a very good point. Yeah. And like, I do think Claire, like a difference between Ari and Claire. It's like funny how we've like come to like, I don't know how old Ari was when he was doing this. 32. 36, 37. 94. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe higher 30s. I, but I, um, I, I think Claire is, I'm not trying to say Ari wasn't like, genuine but I think that Ari was doing things that he mm -hmm. thought the viewers wanted him to do yes and I don't think Claire will make decisions that way I think Claire will lit will take this journey and be very much herself and she's not going to worry about like what America's thinking of her because she's she's been there done that yeah, I like her because she's sort of fearless. She's very articulate with her feelings. I think the reason a lot of people have been upset with this Bachelor season with Pete Weber is that when he's in a conversation with a 23-year-old woman, neither of them can communicate anything to each other. So it's like, we need adults in this situation who can actually tell us how you're feeling. Are you in love with this person? Are they making you upset? Are you cool with them? None of that was sort of presented in this season of The Bachelor, and it was sort of like these conversations are like, meh. Meh, meh. Like you couldn't understand what I don't was know, happening. Peter. Okay, that's <laughs> fine. Yeah, no, it's so true. I, now, I have like heard from some people that they find Claire annoying. So mm. some people are not excited. Why do they find her annoying? I don't know. I think like I, kind of the mixed responses that I'm getting are around like, okay, you, you've been there, done that. You've been on the show a million times. Like, why do we have to like see you again? Um, I think she sometimes has these speeches I don't want to say they're my esque but like oh. she has these very like now I know that I will only find a man who is my man and is into me like she has like these very kind of like speechy speechy way of speaking I just want to say her speechy speaky way of the speechy way of thinking is <laughs> 
like I'm on board with it. I think my take on it is that we are all sort of pigeonheld to her. I actually think she's quite normal. And I think mm. we're pigeonheld to her being a part of one Pablo season, which was filled maybe other than this season with the most mean girls possible. And those women decided that they didn't like her. But I think Paradise, if people, the careful viewer would acknowledge that I think Paradise, both Paradises and Winter Games, it, it is, it is gener it's a generous depiction of Claire. Like, I think that she has become a lot cooler. And I think that people are remembering her as being hated on her season. But I think she's really evolved as a person. And I don't think that she's the crazy bitch that the girls on Juan Pablo season tried to frame her as. Well, I think it, certainly the reason they were upset with her is there was some... I can't remember all the specifics, but there was some incident where her and Juan Pablo hooked up in the ocean and there was certainly some... It looked like they had sex. Yeah, <laughs> probably did. And fair. I mean, who doesn't have sex when they date? I so Or I feel in like, the ocean. Or in the ocean. <laughs> Classic place. Never been in the ocean and haven't. But it, I but only use the ocean for two things. Pooping and having sex. <laughs> oh, my God. I pooping. Think, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> now I have a very specific image in my mind. <laughs> Luckily, we're all best friends here. Um, no, I just think she was slut shamed, and so, and in yeah. the context of what year was that? Twenty fourteen. It we weren't. Ne America wasn't necessarily caught up to where it should have been in the context of women's liberation and sex. And now I think in the year twenty twenty, if people go back and watch those YouTube clips, they'll f see some redeeming qualities in Claire. And she did yeah. push Juan Pablo away in the breakup at the finale. I and thought her have breakup to was her, for it. her breakup was epic because Juan Pablo was horrible. <laughs> and she had a she had it's an okay. epic breakup. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um I found her Alex, I think you're right. I'm I'm having I don't, I don't recall much of the specifics of her Bachelor in Paradise time, but I do like I did find her super endearing on winter games and like I, I didn't have any sort of issue with her. Um, crap. I feel like I was going to say, Oh, I think that the women in the franchise seem to love her, mm. which is like the ones that have stuck around, which is like a really, really great thing. Um, and I, and I do recall about a year ago, maybe a little bit over Chris Harrison was on a podcast and he, people were asking him, I don't remember which one I do apologize, but they were asking him, do you think there's any bachelorettes we missed out on? And his first one said, yes, I think we missed out on Claire. Okay. This was another pointer I wrote for the pro Claire column in my notes. <laughs> I think her and Chris Harrison are besties and nothing is better than when Chris Harrison a hundred percent loves who the bachelor or bachelorette is. It, it helps. And we've seen Chris for so long have his dynamic be like, well, these women are old enough to be my daughter. So like, <laughs> it will be nice for him to have a woman around that is truly his peer where they can actually um, talk because they're in a similar place in their lives and they can come from a place of empathy rather than a place of like, oh, I've been there, young one. <laughs> <laughs> right. We don't need him to be our father figure anymore. Just like be our host. Talk to them. Yeah. Relate to them. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love Claire because she really does put her heart out on the line. I mean, they made fun of her a lot in Bachelor in Paradise, like talking to the animals, the way they cut the episodes together. <laughs> but she honestly does really want to find the love of her life. And I think more than any of the other uh, lead contestants before, she 
is truly in it for the right reasons, not to use the cliche yeah. version. And people are like, okay, like she's been through the show already. How has she like not had someone? But I, I feel like maybe, at, okay, I, I don't, I, and this is like not meant to sound judgmental, but like maybe because she's been so ingrained in the world, she like literally doesn't know how else to find someone. Mm. Like, like, you know, like it, it's like the apps don't work for her. <laughs> just sort of reject that notion of how has she not found someone it's agreed it's I mean it's a BS thing to say like nobody should ask that of anyone oh also, you're so she, great have you not found anyone she's so attractive she's like this gorgeous model if you just looked at her objectively <laughs> she's um, absolutely a catch and then sometimes yeah. you go throughout your life and you haven't found somebody like that is your match like I I don't know that that general notion I just find annoying and untrue because you don't know what people are going through in their lives and when they're ready and 30 no, I agree. is not that old it's not old I, I didn't I didn't mean for it to sound like people I, I meant for it more <laughs> of like basically calling sorry. Alex and I spinsters no no no, right no, no. I meant it more if people are like you've been on the show four times and you haven't found someone on the show within your four times so I meant it more around the context of where her dating pool has right. been. Right. I didn't, I do apologize. I, I don't agree with the notion of how have they not found someone. Also, some people maybe just, yeah, timing's off. Some people don't want someone. I don't mean to judge, so, to judge in that area. <laughs> do you think fifth time is a charm then, Sarah? I think the fact that she is able to have the control yeah, I do. I think it could be helpful. I, I think it's great. I mean, it sounds like they're reca like they had originally casted some younger men and they're recasting. They're like, listen, this isn't like playtime. Like we need men in their 40s. Like we need men that have children possibly, you know. So yeah. I, I think that now that she is like in the driver's seat and and just getting that massive boost of confidence like she doesn't have other people in the house tearing her down you know I, I think yeah I think this could really be it for her I saw that too about them recasting because when I saw the announcement on Good Morning America she said that she likes to date younger men and while that may be true I thought maybe it was a way for the Bachelor producer producers to sort of cop out the fact that they had only casted younger men but it was nice to sort of see this revealing turns of tide where they are trying to find men of a more suitable age to date I think Claire. 32 to 45 is kind of the age range I'm I'm personally hoping to find. Yeah, there's a true, a huge difference between casting even like a 31-year-old versus a 25-year-old. Because like I get that she likes to date younger guys, but a 25-year-old is not in any universe going to want the same thing that is, as a 38-year-old woman. And that's just is the way that... Yeah, <laughs> I mean... Well, I don't want to get in the way of true love, but I'm just saying... <laughs> uh, classically there's a good chance that your needs are not going to match up well she she clearly wants she's ready to settle this isn't like she's not looking for a fling I'm sure she's going to say that like 50 times you yeah know? and and I was looking back on sort of her stats and she said she was one of six <laughs> her, stat, her shooting average uh she's one of six sisters so I think she's probably a very well-rounded person because she probably wasn't given tons of attention growing up and has sort of had to forge her way through life and has done it pretty well I think I didn't know she had she was one of six is she do we know where she falls oh, young I don't know. middle older? that's a good question <gasps> 
Wow, that's interesting. Oh, that's why that's why all these women love her because she's a she's a sister. She's a girl's girl. Oh, yeah. Claire. Well, and I think that she. I have heard <laughs> on podcasts she's the girl who does everybody's hair. Like she's the mm. one who's kind of like she is like den mother. Like she is kind of like t- she's very nurturing and takes care of everybody. I could talk about Claire all night. I think we need to get into this episode. Uh, it starts off with the elimination ceremony for a second. We don't think that Madison is going to show up. Uh, and she does. And lo and behold, uh, Victoria F is going to go home. Some verse or moth tat- back tattoo and all. Praise be. Praise be. <laughs> I know. F- what, real quick, back to the Madison thing. Have you ever looked? So- have you ever seen someone accepting a rose? Looked so mad at the bachelor. She, I, mean. I thought she was like literally, yeah. I mean, Daggers. she was, she was like trying to like, sl- like slit his throat with her face. I felt a little bit bad for Hannah Ann in this moment because I did not feel bad for Victoria. I think that my theory from last week still stands true. I do not think that they slept together. Um, She's very mad about the ultimatum. And she was like, the ultimatum made him make his decision. She was basically saying, if he slept with me, this wouldn't be (laughs) exactly, this wouldn't be his decision. But I, I felt bad for Hannah Ann because it was very clear that Maddie through her body language, through her face language, his body, his face, it was very clear that they went through something very emotional. And he basically gave Hannah Ann a side hug at the end. Yes. And then he embraced Maddie for about 30 seconds. Yes. I don't know if that was cut together that way, but it certainly came off as though you're definitely number two, Hannah Ann, and Maddie is the love of my life. Uh, so much that I am quivering while I hold her uh, and forget that you're in the room. And it was funny because, like, I wonder if he would picked up on that because when he was saying, like, I'm very happy that my wife is in the room, like, he was giving both of them, like, equal eye contact. Like, he was darting his head back and forth because I think he was even aware. It was a brief moment of self-awareness of how much more into or how he projected how much more interested in Madison that he was. Yeah. And he was, like, literally craning his neck. <laughs> to give them equal eye contact with, uh, to leading into next week. Yeah. I have a question for both of you. Do do we think... So I, I genuinely think that when he went into Fantasy Suites, he was deciding between Hannah Ann and Maddie. I, I do think that that's yes, where his head absolutely. was at. But my question lies, do we think that he is so much more now drawn to Maddie because she threatened to leave or was it this thing of like, and I don't know that I believe in this, but like, you know, this thing of like, um, Oh, I kissed them. Now I know that it's you. Like it's the other one because after I kissed them, all I could think about was you. That's a good point. I mean, it reminds me in the past when people towards the end have had exes reappear and then all of a sudden the bachelor's like, I got to ask this person because now someone's coming back to grab them. I think he honestly does, did, does love Madison the most, but certainly that threat of, hey, I'm going to walk away from all this made him really reevaluate. I mean, he looked devastated for the fact that he had slept with Devastated. I mean, he was like, I regret sleeping with like with this woman. Yeah. And I think I think he generally likes Hannah Ann as a person and in real life would have dated her for a certain amount of weeks. 
but in this world they're not actually in love he's just like oh you fit the bill you're the right person you have the right look you have the right personality you get along with everybody for the most part you're okay living in LA because I'm never moving right exactly (laughs) you're okay being on Instagram with me that's fine but yeah I think he actually is in love with Maddie I mean it's the realest emotions Peter has shown he usually is sort of flip-flopping back and forth between a lot of things with all the other women and I think when he's with Maddie he's very clear about how he feels and he also said that you know I know in the preview for this coming week he says he loves both of them but up until this point he's only said that he's in love with Madison yeah and and I mean I only take so much like to be true when it's like oh I really everything I felt with you Victoria was real you know all that you know they have to say stuff yeah like I don't like they have to say what they have to say (laughs) yeah I also want to ask you guys a question do you genuinely think Victoria was into Peter one million percent no Especially having the juxtaposition of Chase Rice and him together. I think that really framed like what her level of interest in humans are. And like Peter is not it. Like she was so thrilled to kiss Peter in front of this actually. Not that Peter is not hot. He's incredibly hot. But But he is. He looks like a scrawny little boy next to Chase. Yeah. Chase Rice is a man. It's like that joke from the Avengers when they're joking about how much more manly Thor is than Chris Pratt. And that's how I feel right now. (laughs) That is a perfect analogy. Like, I think that's like the perfect measurement because like Peter is obviously very attractive in the same way that Chris Pratt is very attractive. And like, if you take a general poll of women, they would be like, yeah, very hot, super into my celebrity crush versus like when you get a Thor or if you get a Chase Rice, there's like a guttural reaction. It's like, oh my God, I didn't know my body could have this level of response towards a man. And I think that's the level of like suitor that Victoria is seeking for herself yeah that's really fair that's fair (laughs) I just think it was the chase race thing was so funny to me because not to go back 10 episodes no please it was the best I think we all had the same reaction we're like damn that guy should have been the bachelor (laughs) (laughs) oh I know I like chase race a lot I really like his music I'm like very much a chase race fan I'm excited for whoever he gets it with in the future Yeah, I my thoughts on Victoria are that she's 23. She likes to have fun. She's going to have fun and date and sleep around with people Sleep with some married guys. Oh, okay. I want to talk about this real quick. The married guys thing annoys me in all the context and the way Chris Harrison asked about it, too. Okay, I as a feminist find it very misogynistic that the world has blamed Victoria for breaking up marriages Where are these husbands that are cheating on their spouses? This is their fault. Who knows if she even slept with anybody, but if she did sleep with these people, did she even know they were married? Even if she did, it takes two people to make this decision. The way that it was framed, and I think at this point we just transitioned into women tell all, but like the way that it was framed, because like I think it takes a certain kind of person to go after a married man. But the way that the question was framed made me almost be on her side of things. Because I was just like, I'm so sick and tired of this narrative of like the woman being the temptress. And it's like, well, what is a man supposed to do? He can't control himself. And it's just like, and then when that argument comes up and it's like, well, that's really screwed up. And it's like, what? You women have the power. Isn't that what you want? And it's like, that is, they are no, what you're trying to do with that statement is say that men don't have agency in their own bad choices. Yes. And 
like I am not a Victoria F fan. I think she is probably if she's she's I don't she she has a lot of room to grow. I don't want to say that she's a bad person. Not a big fan of her at all. But the way that she was sort of backed into a corner and the way that her narrative has kind of been spun has like sort of give me an has given me an ounce of sympathy for her that I wouldn't otherwise have. Yeah, I'm just really shocked that The Bachelor took this route with the way that they framed Peter's ex-girlfriend coming up to her, the way it was framed when Peter confronted her. It's it's one thing to talk about it in conversation like I, you know, I heard some rumors about you. I just want to let you know that this is what's been floating out. But it's another thing to just automatically assume that the woman is at fault for anything. And also she was a single woman. She's entitled to date and sleep with whoever she wants. Sure. Yes, (laughs) I do agree with that basic statement. However, I (laughs) like, yes. I think she is less at fault than the men, but I'm also like, don't sleep with the nerve. (laughs) But I have another question because people kept saying married. And then I went back and watched the episode and I don't think it was ever brought up that it was married. men. So it wasn't on the show, but the receipts, if you will, by like, uh, reality, Steve showed that it was her friend's husband. So, I totally agree with what everyone's saying. Like there's a difference between I slept with a married man and I broke up a marriage. Like I, like I totally agree. Like she could confidently say no to have you broken up marriages because like, no, this guy broke up his marriage when he cheated. Um, But it has been, the rumors have, and and receipts, if you will, <laughs> it has been that it was her friend's husband's or people uh. in her life's husband's. I think that what maybe they should have asked because they haven't they haven't strayed away from this in the past. They brought this type of social media stuff up with um, Garrett on Becca's season. I'm shocked that they didn't ask about her modeling for White Lives Matter. Yes, well, that because is her the Cosmo, we all don't yeah, actually, because like her Victoria. Cosmo didn't go live. I mean, it would have been easy enough to ask about this, and it's it's not something that, especially with Rachel Lindsay getting on mm. a few minutes later. I mean, it's not like they haven't broached the subject before. I think The Bachelor tries to position itself as a show that's like fully on the right side of history. And I think acknowledging the <laughs> idea that they cast somebody who modeled for White Lives Matter in their eyes felt like they would disempower the, like the moment with Rachel. And they were like, no, we're not a person who we're not complicated. We're not the people who accidentally cast this White Lives Matter person and the per- people who uh, want to like basically put up a very meaningful PSA about online bullying. Like we are just this one thing and it's the good thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will say outside of all of this stuff, I do think this was one of the most boring women tell all of all yes. of history of bachelor nation. I was, I mean, guys, I actually fell asleep. I had to go back and watch. <laughs> so I was trying to evaluate this morning. Why? Cause at, at sort of towards the end, I also zoned out and I was like, what's happening? But I thought about it today and I realized it's because there was so much internal fighting between the women that we never actually saw their real relationships with Peter or each other because obviously a lot of them are likely good friends. I mean, according to social media, they are. Yeah, and we didn't get to see any of that. So naturally when, you know, 
this came around. They want to focus on all these things that have sort of been played out, played out, played out. I And we don't actually know these people. Like, I don't really know anything about most of these women yeah. as you usually do because you're watching them in these sort of more compassionate situations with The Bachelor. And we didn't really get that from anyone. Kelsey, we got it from because she walked down the road in Costa Rica and stole time. And then that backfired on her. But other than that, we only saw McKenna fighting with Tammy, uh, people fighting with Alea, people fighting with Victoria P. We didn't actually get to know any of them. And it all did feel quite petty. I mean, none of it, none of it felt like uh, very surface level. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it felt like a lot of 23-year-olds fighting with each other. Like, I think we, like, need to take stock in the fact that this was, like, probably the youngest group of women uh, that we've had on the show. And that's not to ding young gals. I just think your frontal lobes aren't fully formed yet, and you're not capable <laughs> yet. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like uh, managing your emotions in a way that you probably would be, like, in your later 20s. Yeah. Um, you brought up Kelsey. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, what were your general thoughts? I can't believe I've never asked you this offline, but what were your general <laughs> thoughts of Kelsey and how do you think she handled herself tonight at Women Tell All? Um, I thought she handled herself fine. I felt that the Ashley I thing was very forced. Another reason I didn't like Women Tell All, it felt like very forced set pieces, like we were being shoved this in our I throats. I was confused why all they kept bringing back, again, Rachel's PSA, very meaningful, you know, had to be done. But it's like, why? Are, why were they bringing back all of these people maybe because the women as they knew it was gonna be (laughs) we're not compelling yeah yeah um I like Kelsey I think she when people were starting to pitch her for the bachelorette I thought that was a bad idea because she gets emotional within the first two sentences of her speaking with which there's nothing wrong with that but it doesn't doesn't make for quality television when you need people to sort of look at situations reasonably and rationally and to have her with 25 men to me would have probably burst her brain. Um, but I like her as a person. I think she meant well. I think she probably didn't know how to navigate this situation with the other women and just sort of stuck to her relationship with Peter. And for him, that worked because he sought out people who were emotional and did cry. And that was a clinger of significant romance to him. But um, I'm still trying to think. I think more will come to light about Kelsey if she does Bachelor in Paradise. I'd be curious to see how she is sort of in the natural world with friends and other suitors. I agree. I want to see Kelsey in a more casual setting because everything you said, I, I really like her. It, I don't know that she could have held a season like on her own. But yeah, I, I'm excited to I, I think her in Paradise Kelly in Paradise, we'll see. I we all like Kelly, but producers don't seem to like her. Okay. Well, uh, oh yeah. Wh- oh sorry. So I was gonna say before we move on, are were you gonna move on to Kelly? Yeah, I was curious what oh, was going on. There. Okay. Well, I will. I want to talk about that. I just want to say before we move off, Kelsey, the thing that I did like about her tonight, and the reason that I think that we probably will like her in Paradise, I think she is capable of having like a good time. I think Bachelor in Paradise or Bachelor in general. If you're a sensitive person, it's probably the worst kind of environment for you because like the odds are just not in your favor. So (laughs) like it's going to trigger any emotional response. Whereas if you're in Bachelor in Paradise, you are able to date a little bit more realistically. And I think she is a catch. Um, So I think that guys will be into her. Um, But I what I liked about her tonight, which made me like be like, oh, she might, you know, she might be a good time hang was um, 
her full acknowledgement of the times that she did act crazy. Oh, like when people right. were like, oh, you were unhinged during Champagne Gate. She was like, yeah. Yeah, like, she <laughs> laughed about it. That was good. Self-awareness. Like, own your shit. Like, and I, and I think that's my biggest thing with these people. Like, it's like, you could be crazy, but if there's like a level of self-awareness, like, and there's not a defensiveness. I think that shows like a new level of maturity. Um, and and I think you're more likely to grow from that experience rather than if you were to just deny it ever happened. And the fact that she kind of leaned in and was like, yeah, no, that was a <laughs> nuts. Uh, also, Sydney, sorry for calling you a dramatic fucking whore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's like, actually what I called you. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, uh, she was uh, one of the older and wiser of the group at the ripe age of 26 years old. <laughs> I mean, that is a good age to date Peter, who's 28. No, but. I agree. I do think that when I turned 26 was probably when, like, I started even caring about self-awareness. <laughs> Wait, okay, so let's talk about Kelly. So you, you were going to ask. Oh, what? I just didn't know why she wasn't there. So she has publicly said she was not invited to Women Tell All. Did not know it was happening the theory that many of many people in batch Nation have is that she um, was clearly going to outshine the rest of the women on women tell all. I mean, she's not only a lawyer, but you know, the most level headed normal one and producers don't really like her. They gave her a terrible edit on her last episode. They made her look like mean and just like whatever. So um, they don't think that they, that, um, People think that the producers did not want her to be the bachelorette. And if she were to go on Women Tell All, she would have looked so good that Bachelor Nation would have rallied behind her and would have like been promoting her as bachelorette. So like to nip it in the bud, they didn't even invite her. However, she did end up coming to Los Angeles the weekend that they filmed and she went out with all of them. They were all at the bungalow. <laughs> wow, what a conspiracy. Yeah. Wait, real quick, why do you think the producers didn't like her is it because she didn't buy into the whole experience probably I think she's probably a little too rational and like a little too level-headed and not easily manipulated so I think she I think they have a new like a new regime of producers now that Alon's gone and um I think this was a group of producers. This is my theory. This is all conjecture. Obviously, I think they needed contestants who were willing to play the game. And I just think that Kelly was too smart to do it. Yeah. I want to watch a spinoff show about her and her family of lawyers that are basically succession in real life. I, I know their whole family works in law. Like that would be a great, a great little spinoff. I mean, they're doing like a million other spinoffs. Ugh. Yeah, I would have out of this season, if you had to have asked me who I would have wanted for Bachelorette, I guess I would have said Kelly too. million percent the same. I don't know how anyone how there was an argument for anyone other than her. But yeah, I don't think that anyone like people involved with the production of the show didn't want her. So they were like, well, let's not give her a platform to become one. Before we start talking about Peter, uh, could we talk a little bit about Tammy? Because there seemed to be a, a circle of drama that always surrounded her. Like it was interesting when they were talk when they were sort of teasing the drama that happened this season. It was like Tammy was at the center of all of it. It would be like Tammy with Kelsey is a problem. Mm-hmm. Tammy with Sydney's a problem. Tammy with McKenna is a problem. Uh, as somebody who started off as a fan of Tammy, I was sort of disappointed in her mm-hmm. performance. What did you think of her last night on Women's Hello? Um, She just kind of came off the same. She did the last couple episodes in my mind, just sort of like this whiny 
child almost. And it's a shame because I also th had high hopes for Tammy when she came out as this woman who's on the wrestling team, has kicked a bunch of boys' butts. So oh. I was like, yes, this is someone I want to be friends with. But then it seems, I'm not a therapist, but it seems that she might have her own insecurities and she took that out by just sort of throwing the other women under the bus, which is really unfortunate and probably didn't handle having the cameras around to the best of her ability. Well, I don't think she just threw women under the bus. Like I think like she, <laughs> she didn't like, I think what she did was the most evil thing we saw on this season was uh, accusing someone of being addicted to drugs <laughs> yeah that came out of left field that was wild I didn't know if there were conversations off camera that we just hadn't seen about you know Kelsey and it sounds like it was just with like Tammy and Victoria P who's like also a closet mean girl yes wait Victoria P God, this was exposed I wanted more of this drama last night because she is public enemy number one in I life. agree I thought she was so shady she blatantly lied about knowing Alea and then it's come out that they've hung out all the time they went on there's vacation pictures. to Vegas <laughs> together there's pictures she blatantly lied she stirred up all that Alea drama by mentioning that her and Alea didn't know each other and that Alea was clinging to her which was not true at all and then last night they didn't even address it they brought it up briefly and it was just like your messaging was so off it was like you were telling people how much you hated her and then she would come into the rose ceremony and you'd be like wiping her tears and giving her these long hugs and victoria was like i know i'm weird and she was trying to oh i'm weird own it oh. and then that girl that <laughs> that our hero of the night whose name i cannot remember was just like you are not weird savannah you, savannah you are fake and when I was just like that is what she is and I'm sorry I know again this is a night where like I don't want in any world for her to be bullied but that that behavior needs to be labeled I it agree was, yeah terrible. I agree I would definitely say what Tammy did was very bad of course and also Victoria P I mean just don't lie you're being followed by cameras there's other people to vet there's 20 other people to vet your story it's just not the environment to lie in I totally agree. I always am like confused, like whatever. You're obviously going to like talk shit about these girls behind their backs at like certain points. But I agree to blatantly lie when there are photographs of you vacationing together or like or whatever. Uh, yeah, I've never understood how people have thought that they would like get away with it when cameras are following them. Yeah, I think the only thing is sort of. By this point in the season, I don't think anyone's really thinking about Victoria P. So she kind of got wiped away from the slate, which I guess is. She left good. my brain when she left the show. Yeah. But I'm assuming we'll see most of these people this summer on Bachelor in Paradise. So, OK, Meg, what are your overall thoughts of Peter through the whole season? <laughs> Listen, Peter seems <laughs> Peter seems like a very nice boy. Who he seems like a nice boy boy who genuinely is destroyed by hurting people's feelings yes <laughs> he is he loves to please all people to his own detriment I think he knows in his mind what he wants but has no way of actually showcasing that in a physical format and 
just instead keeps everybody on his good side, ends up hurting everyone's feelings. It backfires on him. I think his biggest problem, the funny, th- the funniest quote to me was when he was going on his fantasy suite date with Victoria and he said, everything's fine except our communication. And I <laughs> Everything's thought- great except I literally can't talk to her. <laughs> and I thought that summed up Peter in a nutshell where communication is low on the list of priorities for him and doesn't really make for the best battle. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think it's people pleasing this skill. Like as somebody who like, I really do value myself not to sound like Taylor Nolan, but like generally I feel like I'm pretty emotionally intelligent and can pick up when somebody's (laughs) interested in somebody and versus not. And I could not tell other than maybe Madison who he was interested in versus who he wasn't into. Like he seemed equally interested in everybody. Yes. I I think that he's also like, I I, I agree. Like, yeah, he doesn't, he's a people pleaser. doesn't want to hurt their feelings. uh, Doesn't know how to like manifest what he wants. But I also, yeah, crap. I feel like I lost my train of thought, but I guess you're right. No, that's okay. I was also going to weigh in on this, that the thing that's also very interesting to me about Peter and, not bad thing, but he's super close with his family, still lives at home. So I think there's a weird, strange relationship where his parents and probably his brother in regular life play such a huge role in how he makes his decisions. And because they were not with him every step of this process, he's been a lost puppy. Thank you, Megan. That is what I was trying to get at. It wasn't quite so that he was indecisive, but like he literally can't make a decision without the support of his family. I Yes, I think you're right. It's like if they... If they are not there to tell him what to do, he doesn't know what to do. Which is probably why they've been leading up to his mom's bring her home comment this whole time. Because finally, when he sits down with his parents next episode, there will be some kind of decision making process in the blue. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, Just while we're on the parents, my goodness, they gave me hope that I will enjoy orgasms late into my (laughs) life. They are sexual. They are into each other. Oh, my God. It really put in perspective when they were so proud of their boy for uh making hannah happy four times in a windmill like what well, i believe the direct quote with them in the back of the escalade was it feels good when you do that Peter's <laughs> <laughs> mother i'm having secondhand embarrassment for peter right now that you i know said i that. do feel a little bad but like it does it like it is sweet that like his parents like are that into each other and like mm-hmm. he recognizes that and it's like it's yeah you can see it oh, actually this makes sense this is probably why physical touches like like uh, the physical relationship is so important to him because he sees like that's how his parents are like manifesting love I'm sure that they're like cooking and like her mom his mom's like at the stove and his dad like comes up and like puts his hands on her butt or something it's like that <laughs> soap opera date or vice versa <laughs> and it's like yeah and like that's how he's like watching love play out so yes it makes sense that like he's so like the physical connection that he has with women makes so much sense and then like his emotional connection with Madison must be so confusing (laughs) where where does he rank for you guys in sort of recent bachelor history middle I I mean (laughs) I like Peter as a person I think someone like Colton who I, I was not happy to have him as my bachelor. I was very concerned. I, I'm still, quite frankly, very concerned about Colton. Like, I <laughs> I think his season was more fun for me. Um, but, like, I think this season was better than Ari. Like, I just really middle of the road. 
I have to zoom out 6,000 feet in order to rank my bachelors mm. accordingly because I always end up hating them around this time. So it like around the yes. time I remember hating Colton and now I have like all like feelings of appreciation for Colton. So I don't know that I can answer that 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 uh, question accurately right now. Yeah. How, how do you feel right now? Yeah, I would say he's middle of the road. I was sort of leaning more into this weird thing that the Bachelor producers have been doing the last few seasons, like leading up to this like one big event. I do. That- I do kind of like it. I get it because it's like that's how you keep your viewership. When is the bench show going to happen? When is the mom going to cry? But I, I do like it. Yeah, so I think to your point, Alex, once we have Peter's big event, which will hopefully be next week, um, well, it has to be. It's the last week. (laughs) I think it's two nights. Two nights, and hopefully then we can have better judgment. But yeah, I'm not sure. I miss sort of the articulate nature of Ben Higgins and Nick Vial. I, I really I think in recent bachelors Nick is my number one. Oh, fascinating why I, wait I want to hear why okay I well I agree I and then I I think that Nick and uh Ben are the golden years of bachelor like I think of them as like Aladdin Beauty and the Beast the, the, the like, bachelor we didn't know how good we had it sorry but you you explain why you love Nick Vial so much no, no, no. I think th- I think you're so right. I mean, it was like Ben Higgins. It was like crazy because you're right. It was like this very articulate, very level headed person that freaked out and told two girls that he was in love with them and slept with like four of them. <laughs> like, oh, lost he slept his with mind. four of them? No, sorry. Oh. Maybe three. I think he slept with I think it's like known that he slept with all three girls fantasy. in the fantasy suite. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, three of them. <laughs> um, so you but wait. You think Peter didn't sleep with Victoria? I don't think Peter slept with Victoria. I I don't think so. I think the reason that Victoria was very upset about this ultimatum was because the ultimatum affected her and her only. It didn't affect Hannah Ann. Like Hannah Ann's telling her this very matter-of-factly and Victoria is getting so upset. This is after both their dates. And Hannah Ann's like, yeah, I mean, like, whatever. Obviously, we slept with him still, right? Didn't you? Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, she essentially said like, that. Yeah. And then even in the car as Victoria left, is she was like, she referred back to it. She was like, I think this ultimatum weighed too much on his decision. It's like, you were the only one affected by the ultimatum. Like, yeah. you were the only one that he actually, like, whatever, like, like played along with for and then as they were talking about like even at women tell all they talked about fantasy suites and like him hooking up with like other women like we all knew that he was gonna like like everyone knows what happens they were talking about madison they go everyone knows what happens in the fantasy suites they know that you have sex in the fantasy suites camera pan to victoria Ave and she looked down oh i, like, did, she, I missed that yeah so i just like all of like the cir- the circumstances like make me think that they didn't have sex. I'm sure they did other stuff, but I don't think they had it's sex. It's fascinating because everyone's been saying that, of course, he kept Victoria around because she's the most beautiful one and he de- did want to just have sex with her. I know it doesn't quite add like I think that is why he brought her why he kept her as long as he did and then I think I think Sarah might be right it hurts to say I think he made a game time decision and I think it was because (laughs) he had Maddie in his head and he wasn't necessarily sure if it was going to be Hannah or Maddie and he couldn't justify sleeping with two whereas he could maybe justify sleeping with one I don't think you answered Sarah though why was Nick by all your favorite bachelor oh yeah sorry just for a lot of the same reasons that we've been talking about all night like he was a little bit older late thir- later 30s 36, 36? Yeah. yeah um he's a little bit older he 
has been through it. He like knows how it works. He's going to give us like what we want. I thought the women on his season were spectacular. Mm. I loved, loved, loved them. I even like, I know people have their problems with Vanessa. I even liked Vanessa. Like I I loved all of them, especially like when it got down to really like his last six. Um, I think that in retrospect also, I, you know, I listened to his podcast like pretty religiously. I think that he I I read the the advice that he get he does like an AMA on Instagram (laughs) and I really think that he is a self you know stuff we're talking about a self-aware person I think that he really thinks about this stuff logically he doesn't just like lead with his d if you will (laughs) I, i think he actually is and this might be controversial like the most empathetic bachelor whereas i feel like ben is a little bit political i think yes uh nick feels hard and is able to connect on that level and i think that's why i love him in retrospect I hated him when he was on this season again you have to zoom back i know it's so funny i you hated him as his bachelor I like I hate watched him a little bit I don't think I wanted to admit how much I was into him because he had I didn't like what he did with Andy yes I I've been I've been Nick's fan for a really really long time I liked him on Andy's season and then and then yes what he did on after the final rose was messed up but I think the reason I can love Nick by all so much is because I've seen him learn from mistakes that he's made and I've been able like you know a lot of this we have to not everyone in this franchise stays with us for years. You know, we can't always watch everyone grow as a person, but we've had the pleasure of getting to watch Nick grow. And I, (laughs) and I like that. I like that he was somebody that was able to like hear what he did wrong and learn from his mistake and actually grow from it. And like now is like, so about like empowering, not just women, but also the men on this show, like all, like the whole, everyone, you know? Yeah. I'm sure you guys have talked about this, but to me, Peter is this weird amalgamation of Nick Vial looks and like Ben Higgin politics. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like the opposite with like Ben and Nick is like, Ben very famously slept with all three girls in the fantasy suite. Nick very famously only slept with Vanessa. Vanessa. It was like very like interesting. Like he's like, I know that this is who I wanted to pick. And that's another thing. I think he was just decisive. Like, I don't like a wishy-washy lead. I had a hard time with Becca because of it. Mm. You know, like, I don't like, I don't like this, like living in the middle. I like a lead that can make choices. Rachel, Nick, Caitlin Bristow. Oh my God. No one will beat Caitlin Bristow in my mind. The most epic season of all time. Agreed. Okay. What do you guys think is going to happen next week? (laughs) I can say with full confidence, I have no idea. Take a guess. I want to hear what your guesses are. Okay. I guess, I guess Madison leaves right that's what I'm thinking and then he's like but I love her so the mom's like well then go get her (laughs) bring her home I don't know what else it could be (laughs) bring her home to us Poor, I've never thought I'd say this. Poor Hannah Ann. Well, also Madison has a leg up with the parents too because she did the first date with them. So they basically know her already. Hannah Ann's going to come in almost as the other woman now, which is not necessarily fair to her, but that's just how the weird dates worked out. Yeah, I agree. I think like not only was does Madison have a leg up because she met them, she met them at like their vow renewal. So at this I can't point- get over that. That was so personal. <laughs> 
right. I, again, I'm sure it wasn't a like not to reiterate a thought that we had ten episodes ago, but like I'm sure it was for the cameras. But I, I think it was the parents' idea. I, I think it. that producers were like, oh, like we want to do like an, a date with you, and they'd be like, oh, let's do something like fun, like renew our vow. <laughs> Why not? I could, yeah, I can see a world in which Peter's parents are a thousand percent behind that idea. But at that, in their heads, she's the only girl. Yeah, so, like, why would they give a shit about? No offense, Hannah Ann's great, but why would they give a shit about her? Like, she's not real to them yet. You yeah. know, like Res Madison, they already have a bond with. Exactly what you said. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what the news is that Chris Harrison breaks to Peter, and also why no one has been able to spoil the season. Is it because they're Peter's waiting to talk to Madison after the final rose? <laughs> so uh, rumor has it that ABC paid reality Steve to not spoil it. <laughs> wow. He has been very coy about it on Twitter. When people have asked him directly, he hasn't said yes. He hasn't said no. He's only made jokes about it. Um, so it seems like that's probably what went down. I think that, uh, and I think I saw Nick, I, Nick by all my favorite bachelor tweet this, that if it is that Madison leaves, then maybe the final moment with Chris Harrison is something we, he was about to propose to Hannah Ann and something we all find out is that Madison showed up. And it oh. threw him So that that's that was Nick's prediction, but yeah, that's what people think that ABC paid reality Steve. <laughs> I mean, it's a good tactic on their part, but because hasn't think, he been yeah. spoiling the rest of the season? I think him spoiling the season is good for the show because I think it like fosters community, and like I think in general people are still gonna want to go to the site because it feels like they're a part of something big. So I I think. It, it works in both of their favors for him to continue to spoil, but not spoil the end because mm. without that missing piece or that like ending piece, like the people are going to come out like crazy, but it's not going to diminish his web traffic leading up to it because people are still going to want to know what happens the week before it happens. Like, I think it's good for everybody. I think it's mutually assured the opposite of destruction construction <laughs> construction that's a very obvious that's a very obvious solution i was thinking the reason why peter was so confident it wasn't spoiled is that they were literally waiting to have him propose until like live right after they're the like wait, don't spoil it just do it yeah later no i i think that the, that there's definitely truth to this paying him but i mean whatever do what you gotta do right yeah <laughs> Gosh, well, this has been a journey. I think we're going to sign off pretty soon. Meg, do you have any final thoughts that you would like to leave us with before, um, before we sign off? We didn't really talk about the Rachel Lindsay thing, but I just want to say I love her. I think it's horrible that people make such vicious comments against the contestants. I mean, they are human beings. They may not make the best choices, but they don't warrant any hate. They've, you know, they're just entertaining us on their televisions right and I think it like it goes beyond like criticism and it just goes to like attacking them for things that are like exactly how Rachel phrased it how you were born like things yes. that you can't that nobody controls about themselves um yeah it, it's like really devastating I, I think Alexa in particular when she was talking about the criticism that she's faced yeah, uh, because she ha decided to go natural, which is a look that we haven't seen on the show. And she was arguably probably the most beautiful woman in this cast. She was beautiful and also seemed like the coolest person to hang oh, out with. So cool. I really loved what Alexa said, too. And she like, I'm happy that she 
had like the strength to speak out about that but then to also say like but then I received messages of like women thanking me for like representing Mm. them on the show makes this type of thing worth it yeah it's pretty cool yeah no it's very nice very nice gesture I'm always I'm always curious about the Bachelor producers' true intentions behind those. Always, acts. always, always. <laughs> I'm like, are they just I, like? I don't want to take away from Rachel's agency at all, but it's also like, are they just propping her up? And here's you know. here's what I kind of think happened with Women Tall. I think they they knew it wasn't going to be spectacular. They asked some some favorite alums to come back. They asked Ashley, they asked Rachel, and they were kind of probably gave them agency over like, okay, like what kind of thing do you want to do? And Ashley felt very connected to these girls who were like bullied for crying. Crying. And then Rachel's like, actually, this is something that's been weighing on me. We had some women of color this season. Like I'd love to come on and like speak directly about this. So I imagine the relationship, because it still seems very good and strong with like those two women. It's like, we need some help. Why don't you guys come on? What would you like to do? What would you like to say? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Anyway, well, this was so fun. Thank I'm, you so much. I'm excited for Claire. I don't think I said it enough in the early part of this, but I think she's going to be a great bachelorette. She knows what she's doing. She knows who she wants at this point in life, and I hope they just cast really good people for her. I think that they will. I'm already so – I'm feeling so optimistic. I, apparently, a couple guys are over 40. Some have kids. Like, this is going to be we're, – we're throwing it back to earlier seasons, and I feel like this is what the franchise needs right now. I'm very pro. Also, as 30 – as What? Oh, no, 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 no. Go oh, for it. no. <laughs> Sorry, I, thought, I was just saying back to basics. Oh, I thought Sarah ended the podcast. I had one more thought. I was gonna say, say give it. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Being that I am also in my thirties, I'm also looking forward to the fact of a season where I can have some eye candy again and also judge the men on my own personal dating. <laughs> right, and like not it be kind of like feel weird because they just graduated, <laughs> and not to be objectifying twenty four year olds. Yeah, it's like oh, I feel weird when I'm calling you hot 10 years younger I don't want to have to google you to make sure that it's okay that I think you're hot like I just want to feel okay to do that on my own (laughs) yeah that's fair oh Meg well thank you so so much thanks for having me wait for Claire bye bye Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, you can find us again wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. 
Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with drills for hands or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, happens all the time, then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot Collectors Club, you're here to believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.